In today's episode, we're chatting with the author of Reinvent Your Life. You are definitely not going to want to miss this one, so don't you change that dial or drop that phone. We're about to level it up and shatter the mold. Question. In a world where groupthink is the norm, others want what you've earned, and thinking for yourself will get a target painted on your back, how do you flip the script and level up your business, your money, relationships, your health, your status, and your life? That is the question, and this podcast will give you the answers. My name is Andrew S. Kaplan, and it's time to shatter the mold. Welcome, welcome, welcome to another episode of Shatter the Mold. Andrew S. Kaplan here. Happy to be here with you. Another episode in 2021, really starting to publish a lot more content here. And there were some really awesome guests uh, from the end of 2020 that I want to make sure that I'm sharing the content sooner rather than later. And today's guest is no exception. But before we get there, a quick little update on the last Law of Attraction book you'll ever need to read. Um, everything is, is running smoothly. And again, I just want to express my gratitude for all the five-star rate reviews and, uh, all the new customers, all the book readers, all the wonderful feedback that you were sending me both in the Amazon reviews and in your emails. I really do appreciate it. And of course, uh, I'm super pumped by all the new YouTube subscribers for the channel that's in support of the book. Thank you so, so much for all your enthusiasm. Thank you for the comments on all the videos that I put out there. And, um, really thank you for embracing that content. It's something that, um, really just gets better and better. And um, those who have been following for a while know that 2020 was a huge year for the book. It's going to be even bigger this year, I guarantee you. We're coming off the heels of two awesome feature articles in Yahoo toward the end of the year. And I think there might be a few more things in the works regarding more positive press. But stay tuned. We'll see how that part shapes out. Um, uh, before we move on to our guests, obviously, a quick little reminder here. If you do want to check out the book on Amazon, you could simply type in lastlawofattractionbook.com. And that'll auto forward to the listing where you can check it out in audiobook or Kindle or paperback. And if you want to check out the YouTube channel in support of the book, you can just go over to youtube.com slash Andrew Cap. With that said, let's dive in straight to today's guest. Kathy Sharp Ross is the founder, CEO, and president of the Sharp Alliance Consulting Agency. She's the creator of the reinventionexchange.com. She's a regular contributor to the Huffington Post, Thrive Global, and various industry conferences. She's an entrepreneur for 30 years, a sought-after speaker, a workshop leader, a philanthropist, and in some circles, she's well-known as a global brand and lifestyle marketing guru. And through all this and more, Kathy has been helping brands and businesses reinvent themselves through a variety of tools and disciplines. And I just know she's got a lot of wisdom, insight, and strategy to share with you today. So without any further ado, Shatter the Mold warmly welcomes Kathy Sharp Ross. Kathy, thank you so much for being here and welcome to Shatter the Mold. Thank you for having me. I'm really excited to be here and having had such an extraordinary conversation with you in the last couple of weeks, I feel like there is such a, a valued um, dialogue to be had here. So I appreciate that. You know, I'm excited too. And I always love interacting with people. You know, it's not just about like-minded. It's just about you know, the, it's just about dynamic minds. I mean, we seem to think along the same page on things, but even if we didn't, what really got me excited about kind of putting you in front of my audience for, for this, for these entrepreneurs was because based on what I know about you, you think dynamically. I mean, you, you see levels to things and, you know, I, it's so funny. I don't even know where to begin because there's so many cool things that, that we want to dive in. But I, I imagine, I know a lot we're going to be talking about today is just the theme of, of reinvention 
and how you're basically creating a, a container for people through your book and through your company and basically through everything that you do through the reinvention exchange, which I want to ask you about. It seems like you're, you're leaving the space for people to reinvent themselves and not to put words in your mouth, but it's not even for the sake of reinvention, but basically for the sake of them having more choice in life and thriving and, and basically having new opportunities that they never would have envisioned for themselves. Hence the reinvention. Is that a fair way to put it? Exactly. Very well said. I should make you my spokesperson. (laughs) (laughs) But I, you know, I'll go back a little bit if you like in the the journey and the why and what I've created, but really what sort of was the catalyst for it. So I've owned my own company for 32 years. The company is called the Sharp Alliance. We're a global marketing brand and business development sponsorship agency. And a lot of things come under all of those labels. Um, essentially having worked with everybody across sports, entertainment, fashion, luxury travel, children's companies, cause-related initiatives. There's very little that I haven't done in the last 32 years. And somewhere along the way, about 10 years ago, a very dear friend of mine and I were having dinner and we were chatting. I was on one of my monthly trips to New York, which I've been doing for 25 years. So Right now, this is killing me that I've been still in one place here in L.A. (laughs) for eight months and and haven't been back. But we were talking about just sort of this this life that I chose to live, that I picked, that I designed. And this was no coincidence. 20 years into my career for people to be saying, oh, you're so lucky. Look at your life. Look at what you do. Look at what you get to do and have. And you're happy and you make money and you're successful, whatever that means. And, you know, how do you do it? And I used to say, I'm not lucky. I actually designed that life. I created it. I wanted it. And I made very deliberate decisions about what I didn't, didn't want to have around me and in my life every day. And I may have been lucky to have the foresight to make that decision for myself, but the rest was all very hard work. And as I was watching friends suit up and climb that corporate ladder and have job stability and all these other wonderful things, I was constantly living the entrepreneur's life. And you can imagine being 24 years old and a woman starting a business way back then, that was really some feat. Nowadays, there are organizations and women's groups and support systems and conferences and things that really support the industry from a female perspective, but I sort of suited up and said, I want that business. I'm going after it. I'm going to make them a client because I've got brilliant ideas of what I can do for them. And I put myself out there and that took a lot of courage. I didn't realize it at the time. I just kind of did what I wanted to be doing and made no excuses, was not apologetic for it and created what I wanted around me in my life. So you wake up 32 years later of doing that and there's a level of knowing and confidence and a history of relationships and clients and case studies and successful campaigns. But when I had this conversation 10 years ago, it was that moment where I said, you know, anybody could have the life they want. They just need to know they're entitled. And that's when the whole notion of people being able to reinvent any part of their lives was something that I wanted to help people understand. I wanted them to know that it was okay to leave a corporate job and go do that dream of opening a chocolate store. It was okay to get out of a bad relationship and create a life that could be better. It was okay to make a decision that you wanted to be more helpful 
or nurture your hobbies and your passions or make time for yourself. So this whole sense of entitlement, which to me is a really positive word, became very central to this conversation of reinvention. And the fact that people have to sort of give themselves permission, they've got to start by listening to themselves and what it is that they really do want. I call that, you know, the aha moment where it happens, but are you really paying attention? And are you sweeping that under the rug or are you actually kind of opening that up and unpacking that a little bit and going, well, come on, what, why do I keep thinking that's what I want? Well, maybe that's because it is what you want. Now, how are you going to go about getting it? And so in my book, Reinvent Your Life, What Are You Waiting For?, which did take me 10 years to write, there's a whole story in that. And I think it's a very positive story for people that want to write a book or do some kind of reinvention, that there can be a five-minute reinvention, there can be a 10-year reinvention. It will happen at the right time in the right way. And there's no reason to say, oh, well, that's never going to happen. I'd said that 10 years ago because I was busy raising a family, busy running a global agency. Just got time to write a book. But I didn't. I kept at it. And I kept putting one foot in front of the other. And I woke up one day and said, hey, I've got a book. Just happened to come out during COVID. But that's, <laughs> again, a whole other story. Yeah. You know, it's it's so interesting hearing your answer. And there's so many insights popping up as you say this. First of all, you know, I love how you said like reinvent is the best word because it's the best way for people for their brains to click. But you said it yourself. We're, we're also talking about basically a redesign. You're you're redesigning through that reinvention. And it seems like and I don't even know if you realize this, you're taking the concept of reinvention to a new level because you reinvented the word entitlement because most people think of entitlement as oh, this person is uh, condescending and they think they're better than others when you're just talking about entitlement of claiming your own stake without hurting others, without standing with others. It's just about you. It's being selfish. It's being really mindful of what your own needs are and understanding that, you know, this is your life. If not you, then who's going to hand it to you? Yes. And also, you also reinvented the word reinvent in the sense that you're even saying like, listen, it could be a five minute reinvention, it could be 10 year reinvention. So what I like about this message and what I'm getting from you is it's not just empowerment of of whoever wants to go this through this, but it's basically it's degrees of empowerment where you're giving yourself permission to do as much or as little as your heart tells you. And that can be a really guiding force. And, you know, obviously we all bring our own fixed attachments and fixed point of views to things, but hearing you talk about your friends climbing up the corporate ladder, I think over time, and again, I could be a, a bit jaded in this way, but I think those salaries are, aren't stability. They're the illusion of stability because if something goes wrong with that job, then they're going to have to bust their ass just as much as what you spent 30 years doing, because then they got to build up their network. They got to figure things out. So I don't view the entrepreneurial life as stable by any means. I mean, there's, you got to be a special kind of person to do it. But by that same token, there is a power in that in saying like, well, I want to, I want to raise, well, if my boss is not giving it to me, Hey, I'm the boss, I'm going to make the company more successful. So again, just reinventing limits, reinventing obstacles, reinventing success. I love where you're taking this. And I also love that you put it in a book. This is pretty cool. And, you know, it's it's even you said that it happened during COVID. Well, let's redefine what it means to get a bestseller or a book being successful in a redefined world with new 
constraints. I literally had to reinvent my book launch plan on a dime. March 7th was my pub date. March 17th was kind of a date. We all had to kind of go home. I had my huge LA book launch party scheduled for March 27th. I had one scheduled in New York, April 15th. I had a whole series of events tied into business trips all through March, April, May, June, July, just a whole series of events and parties and book signings and all kinds of things had to literally just, you know, put it, put a stop to it. And, but out of that, I created the reinvention virtual chat, which is, you know, which where you were a guest on last week became my antidote. I took those lemons and I made the most delicious lemonade and I actually created what sort of was something that, that I would not have otherwise done at the time because I was always running around and traveling and running from meeting to meeting. I couldn't have found the time to create that in my schedule, nor would I have wanted to for the same reason. And yet I was like, if I'm not going to be going to the bookstores, I'm going to bring the bookstore to me. And for the first five months, I actually had my backdrop was a bookstore. Every time we did a virtual chat, I had a different bookstore behind me and had books propped up in the bookstore. We photoshopped everything and made it look like we were standing in a bookstore. And there are my books on the shelf and on the easel. This is this piece of artwork here. And I had fun with it. I thought this is mine. I get to do what I want. I'm going to be me. I'm a marketer. I'm a brander. I'm a promoter. Now it's my turn. And I said, that's it. We're going to bring the people to my virtual bookstore. And by interviewing great guests and having great conversations with people going through all kinds of reinventions over the last seven months, there could not have been a more profound, beautiful space to have what has turned to into sort of like business sessions, business therapy and personal therapy. And it's an open environment. It's a Zoom meeting. So people get to talk and share and have a little Q&A at the end after a guest has spoken. So it sort of became my really happy place in the last seven months. And it gave me a sense of very focused direction around how to launch this book. And it's an ongoing project, obviously. Um, There's no end to it because it's so timely and so topical. It was before COVID happened. And now it's a bit of the 11 o'clock news story, if you will. Not not my book per se, but the subject of reinvention. Yeah. Um, And holiday gift giving. We're doing holiday gift guides. We're getting picked up and all the media as a great holiday gift item. So it's sort of this gift that will also keep giving. So, you know, that's what we have to do, though. We have to feel entitled enough to say, okay, pity party's over. There's a challenge in my life. Where is the solution? And that's what I've been doing in business for 30 years for all my clients. And in running a business myself, you focus on the solution. You focus on the possibilities. And then you put that roadmap together. I call it the reinvention roadmap. And you put that roadmap together and you figure out those bite-sized pieces to help you get to each place in that map. And think about it. You get in the car and you want to go somewhere. Well, if you don't put in a destination in that Waze or GPS system, the car is not going to know which way to tell you to go. Make a left here, go two miles, make a right, get on the highway, go another 10 miles. It's not going to do that if you don't put an address in. So this is kind of how we have to treat ourselves. What is it that I want to do? Let's put that roadmap together. Let's figure out the milestones. I need mentors. I need to do research. I've got to go back to school. I've got to go 
buy the seeds to plant a vegetable garden, whatever those things are. I've got to carve out time. What are you doing with your time on your schedule? Are you just hoping it shows up or are you deliberately creating time on your schedule to do those things that you want to do? And there's a lot in the process like those steps that we have to really be accountable for. Yeah. I like, by the way, this, by the way, this is why I use the word dynamic when I was describing you, because even this choice that you made, it's, uh, it's dynamic in the sense that, well, one, this is what you do. So you're leading by example, you're showing current clients how to do this. You're showing uh, potential clients how to do this. And you're also setting a platform or stage for other entrepreneurs to then provide more of their own insights and bring their own experiences and their own perspectives and their own stories into the mix. I'm curious where, if anything, does the, the reinvention exchange fit into all this? So I decided the first thing I did actually, when I decided to write a book 10 years ago, and, and it's not like I spent 20 years ago and one day I want to write a book about something I've been writing my whole life. It's part of what I do as a communications and marketing specialist. So writing is a very natural thing for me. But in that moment, in that conversation, when I said, you know, anybody can do this, I'm going to write a book about this. So it just kind of, and this is what I do, put a stake in the ground right then and there. I'm going to have a virtual chat. (laughs) Okay, now go make it happen. This is what I do. And I think a lot of us need to kind of do that. We need to kind of wing it a little bit more and then not get caught up in the analysis and the paralysis of it all. So in that moment, I decided to do that. I then decided that the first step would be to figure out who I was targeting as a marketer. I put the marketing plan together in about three days and I was like, oh, okay, now I better write a book. I have a marketing plan for a book, but the book doesn't exist. But now I know where it's going, who it's for, why I wanna write it and started really developing it. The next step was to start writing blogs. And I was fortunate in that I was representing a major women's conference in New York. I happened to be having dinner the night before the conference with one of our partners in the conference, who was Ariana Huffington, sitting with her at dinner. And I said, you know, I'm starting, I'm going to be writing a book about uh, reinventing your life. And I'd love to write a column for the HuffPost. She said, oh, darling, of course, you have to do that for me. I'm starting a reinvention section in two weeks. I was like, oh, interesting. (laughs) Very well. So within two weeks, I started feeding articles to them for the Huffington Post and started blogging for the Post and now for Thrive Global because that's now her platform. And in that moment, I was creating a lot of content. I was starting to post a lot on social media and I realized that I was getting a lot of reaction from people and I needed to build a community. And I always wanted to be the curator of the stories not the great reinventor, not the life coach, not the psychotherapist, but the curator. And as I was delving into the writing of the book, I was interviewing people for my book. So I was collecting incredible stories and coming across all this great research and very profound and fun and interesting facts about a lot of famous and wonderful people that are out there and kind of what their journey was. And all of those milestones, those reinvention uh, moments, And so I created the Reinvention Exchange and the reinventionexchange.com is the community. It is the catch-all for all of the reinvention virtual chats that we've done since March to the tune of 60 now. Um, We have blogs on there. There is inspired content. There are links to other people's websites or books or tools 
or information so that other people can find their right fit in terms of the guidance and the advice that they may be seeking for some part of their life, whether it's business or personal or spiritual. And I just really wanted a place where people could come and get inspired, get motivated. There are beautiful quotes. There are great anecdotes, great stories. So it really is that catch-all. And of course, there's information about how to find my book on there. And since I'll be launching my own podcast next month, that will also be included in there now going forward. So yeah, it sort of becomes like the home base for all things reinvention. Awesome. Now you said yourself, you know, you are not taking the role of life coach. You are a curator. You're bringing this in. But, you know, with that said, there's a certain level of expertise that you're bringing and a certain level of experience. And I'm wondering because, you know, people are hearing what you're saying right now, and I'm sure they're really on board with the concept of reinvention. But sometimes it isn't so simple. And I'm wondering whether it's in your own life or in a problem that someone following you has brought to you, what in your experience or opinion is the largest barrier or obstacle or hurdle to reinvention? And what do you suggest to do in response to get past that? I think the biggest barrier that most people have is fear. It's either fear of change. It's fear of failure. It's fear of not knowing. It's fear of other people questioning who you are. There's so much under the heading of fear that comes into play. And it's real. I mean, there is no denying for a lot of people that fear is real, whether it's one of the above, all of the above. But that is typically, you know, even in the excuses that we create, it's fear that kind of runs those excuses. We make excuses because we are fearful of those things. Mm. So if, if you're at a place where you really have been dreaming, wanting, wishing, hoping, looking at Instagram, wondering why everybody else has a fabulous life, which is not true, and you don't, fear may be the one thing to look at and to be really brutally honest and kind of break that down to what you're fearful of and start to create a different relationship with fear. And if you can frame the feeling or the concept of fear as a challenge, and if you accomplish whatever micro step it is to one part of that goal and you get to reward yourself and you get to kind of, understand that there was nothing to be afraid of because you just did something very empowering for yourself. It might be, I'm just going to research the subject a little bit more Mm -hmm. because I think I want to open a chocolate shop on Main Street, you know, hypothetical, or I think I want to learn how to play the guitar, but everybody's going to think I'm crazy and it's going to cost me money and, 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 you know, come with all it. Do a little research. How much does it really cost? And if it's $300 to buy a new guitar or $10,000 to put down a down payment on a lease on a new chocolate shop on Main Street, how long will it take me to raise that money? Hmm. And if I could, what would be the steps to do that? And take each piece and break it down and start to dilute that freneticism around the fear. Because when you break down the baby steps, of what it takes to get to where you want to be going. You're no longer looking at this big, daunting, overwhelming concept that seems unattainable, 
that may go wrong. And when you break things down, you're gonna come across bumps in the road on that roadmap and something's gonna come up, good, bad, or otherwise. You're gonna learn more along the way. You're gonna be more informed. You're gonna be surprised by what you thought you knew versus what you're now learning. People are gonna say things that are gonna make you doubt and question what you're doing and why you're doing it instead of staying steady where you are. Well, those are the last people in the world you wanna be listening to because they're certainly not on your train. There are so many ways to get through and lean into the fear and get to the other side of it. Mm. And that I think is the one thing that stops people but is truly surmountable if you understand how to break those, those, all those aspects down and change your relationship to that word fear. You know, what I really like about that answer is when we're talking about fear, two of the main things of the fear are fear of, you know, finances and survival. Am I going to throw away a career or whatever else? And also fear of what others, other people might think. And what I love about your answer of doing this research is it gets, it basically, it's, it's an end around those. You're not spending money yet. And people that you're worried are going to think a certain way about you don't even know that you're doing this. So it leaves you an opportunity and it leaves your mind an opportunity to get a crack in the door, like, you know, to get recontextualize something and basically find a way to work yourself out of the fear, almost in like this safe container before you really have to put yourself out there. So hearing you say that, it's like, it's all about giving yourself the opportunity to, like you said, change your relationship with fear part of which is giving yourself the space to do things that first you're telling yourself you couldn't do it, but no, you can do that research. And the thing that you fear isn't going to come. You can take a few baby steps and the thing you're fearing is going to come. You can do these things and get underway without worrying and letting fear intrude before. It's and as you do that, you'll build up more courage. You'll build up more confidence. You will see your relationship with the fear that you were going, well, what was I afraid of? Mm-hmm. Cause this is kind of, fun and challenging and it's an adventure. I mean, look, I grew up living in different countries around the world. I'm from Australia. I lived in a, in Israel as a teenager. I lived there through a war. My family traveled. We traveled the world. I was very lucky, but I was ready in a moment's notice to pick up and go, if my husband walked in here right now and said, honey, we're moving to another city or country, I'd be like, really, what time does the plane leave? I've got one more meeting. Hold on. <laughs> you know? <laughs> That to me, change was adventure my whole life. And I get that not everybody feels that way about change. It can be daunting and we all have different history with change. But we also get to reframe it. It is that we are entitled. It is up to us to control it, not let it control us. Mm -hmm. And it's so important that we understand that. The other thing is to also... Find someone that can help you be more accountable to what that dream and that vision is. So whether you want to start a company, leave a, leave a job, move out of a bad relationship, become more healthful, become more spiritual, whatever it is that you want to create in your life and you want to nurture that, share that with somebody who you know is on your side, mm. whoever that is. Be accountable to and with someone who can actually check in with you in a positive way and go, how's that going? Anything you want to bounce off me? You want me to check in with you every week and see whether you're sticking to the regimen, the plan, you're doing the research. Can I help you find somebody? Find somebody, just one person in your life that is your go-to, that when you're having a hard day, you question why you're doing anything that you're trying to change. 
that you can go to and they can kind of remind you. We, we all have that. I have that. There are days where I'm like, I'm crazy. What am I doing all this for? Yeah, and I, I love that. Sister, and I go, tell me I'm not crazy. She's like, you're not crazy. You know, sometimes that's <clears throat> all you need. What's good about that answer to me is <clears throat> I think sometimes even if people have that person, they might not realize that they might not see it. Right. And, you know, to those people, I'd say, well, then go out and find someone, join a mastermind. Like you don't, even if you, there might be someone there, but even if they're not there, you can find someone, you can reinvent your relationship with a stranger or reinvent your idea of what it means to have someone support you that they don't have to know you since child, uh, childhood, if not, and they don't have to be related. It can be someone in a business group, in a Facebook group or something. There's so many different options. Absolutely. And it's really important. I don't think people recognize um, the value of that. And it only takes one person in your life to be that, that little extra pillar of strength because we all have that very noisy voice in our head that's mm-hmm. making us second guess ourselves, question ourselves. We all have you know, some version of imposter syndrome. I mean, these are, these are real things, but they don't have to be real. And they sure as heck don't have to get in the way of living our best life. Those are just becoming excuses that we're yeah. using that point i love it so yeah. i know we're almost out of time here but i did want to just take advantage of the fact like that we're we just got, getting started just when we're getting warmed <laughs> up right yeah. well you know here we have you know you are a, a marketing powerhouse also we'll, we'll put it that way and i know we have a lot of entrepreneurs listening what to you is the most important marketing insider lesson that you've learned and applied to your life and business i believe we have to be nimble and creative at all times Um, We cannot get too set in our ways. We have to absolutely, especially right now. And I have to say, I'm having the best time working with our clients and the companies that we do business with. There's never been so so much creativity and receptivity to change and evolve and reinvent in business. Um, You know, campaigns and ideas and things that we would bring to clients or try to get them to onboard we'd get a lot of traditionally over the 30 years, oh, we can't do that. We don't do things that way. It's not done in this industry. It would take too long. It would take too much money. Well, guess what? Reality check. Everybody's had to do that, whether or not they like it pretty much over the last eight months. Um, It's been a fascinating time. And so I think it's been a lesson to them. It's one that I've always lived by. You never know what the next day is going to bring. You never know how you're going to have to reprioritize your day, your week, your month. So you have to be open to the idea that change is always going to be afoot, that you have to be flexible. You Mm. can't get too caught up in the frustration of why is that not happening? It was supposed to be that way, but rather, oh, we're going to have to pivot. What are we going to do? And be ready to go. So be in solution mode, be creative and embrace it. Have fun with it because what are you going to do? Get frustrated? I mean, I've been a big believer my whole life in not wasting my energy on the bad stuff and rechanneling it into the good stuff. I love that. That may sound very simplistic, but that is like a hard, fast rule of life. I love it. And you know, it's, it's interesting because obviously, you know, you don't want to fix what ain't broken and you don't want to be in too much of a rush to change something that's doing really well. But by that same token, you want to be in a daily mindset of trying to be creative and trying to do different things, even if you don't implement them just to keep your brain working so that when it's time to pivot, you can do it. And I would also say, 
be there. And this is the beauty of, of being there in service to others. If you're there to help other people and try to troubleshoot for them, be that friend that can go to people and give them a solution. It's yeah. forcing your brain to work and innovate without the pressure of having to do it yourself, but still keeping you fresh so that when you do have to innovate, your brain's going to snap into action that all the easier. Exactly. Yeah. I love it. I love it. So um, before we give you the, I guess the big final question or something, I did want to make sure if people want to get in touch with you or learn more about you or connect in any way, what is the best way for them to do that? The easiest and fastest way is either through Facebook, LinkedIn, Instagram, Kathy Sharp Ross, or in the case of Instagram, Kathy SR. And I do have the reinvention exchange and all of those platforms as well. Um, but my website, which also captures all of those, is thereinventionexchange.com. And everything I'm doing, including a way to reach me, share your story, um, contact me, find out more about the book, the blogs, the virtual chats, all of that is in there. And I encourage you to sign up for the newsletter because I send those out three times a week with updates on our virtual chats and inspirational and fun content that's been going on and podcasts that I'm featured on are always included in there. So it's kind of a good catch all and a fun way to just stay in the loop on what we're doing. Cool. Maybe this one will appear there also, right? Uh, It will absolutely be there. Nice. Cool. So with that in mind, knowing this is going to be there and giving value to people as they continue to come aboard. um, And also knowing that you've, you're a unique, well, not unique guest, but um, this, yeah, you are a unique guest and like, you basically made this really bold, brave decision so long ago. So, you know, I'm sure you're not looking back with regrets. But right. with that said, if you can go to the Kathy from 20 or 30 years ago and give her one piece of advice, whether it's life advice, business advice, whether it's to get there easier, whether it's to just do so, like whatever piece of advice, what's the one thing that you would tell that earlier version of yourself? 20 years ago? I think, gosh, I, I have always been so highly charged 24-7. I've never stopped working since I was 18 years old, always running my own businesses, made, had a jewelry business in college. I mean, I would say keep doing what you're doing because you are having so much fun and never stop believing in yourself. And in all honesty, I have no regrets in the way I've done anything in my lifetime. So I appreciate that at all these milestones, and maybe it's because as an entrepreneur, you're constantly doing that exercise. You're constantly questioning where I'm at, what I could be doing. And I think when I was in my 30s, I was so in my prime doing what I was doing. I mean, I was handling... Coca-Cola and World Cup soccer and Super Bowl events and just unbelievable clients and projects and productions and partnerships. And I loved what I was doing. I might have considered bringing on a partner in the business so that I could have either lightened the load or probably increased the load, but in a way that would have been shared as an experience. But I think just trusting in your voice and your in your own understanding of who you are is such an important thing to say to someone in their 30s. And I feel like I did a lot of that. 
So, you know, I would say that anybody listening, if you're not trusting yourself enough, it's time to start trusting yourself. Love it. Well, you know, Kathy, I really appreciate you coming on, sharing this insight, sharing your wisdom and sharing your message of reinvention. I think it's something that, that people, if they, if they really take it to heart, they can literally reinvent the way they see success and probably also how fast and easy it might come for them once they really get on a roll. So thanks so much for being here today. Thanks for being on Shattered the Mold and sharing your wisdom. Thank you for having me, Andrew. I love it. Love the conversation. Thank you again, Kathy, for that awesome content and for those wonderful insights. Guys, if this is your first time checking out the show, I highly encourage you to pull out your phone, hit that subscribe button, and while you're at it, leave a quick, honest, written review. Um, Again, I highly recommend that you go to the links that Kathy had mentioned. I'm going to put those in the notes for both the YouTube video description and for the actual show notes on ShatterTheModPodcast.com. And again, a reminder, if you want to check out my book, you can go to lastlawofattractionbook.com or my YouTube channel in support of the book, youtube.com slash Cap. But with that said, that's all I've got for you today. But you can definitely expect more content and more guests in the very near future. Stay tuned. Thank you for listening to Shatter the Mold at www.shatterthemoldpodcast.com. My name is Andrew S. Kaplan. My name is Andrew S. Kaplan, and it's time to shatter the mold.